digging in the crates for something, yeah. Hidden gems often misunderstood. Cause you know there's no such thing as too much. Welcome back to the show. If you're here, thanks so much for showing up. Thanks for hanging out with me again. This week, I called my friend Nick in California, in Irvine, California. And Nick is a streamer. He's been streaming on Twitch for a while now. So he actually just got done streaming when I called him. So we talked some about that. We talked about why he got into streaming, why he's doing it, because his goals are very different from mine. And then I think we got into other topics just naturally moved on to other topics and talked about trips we've taken and growing up together and our views on perfectionism and work and life so it was fun nick's one of my best friends i've known him for 20 years 22 years 20 20 20 ish years and yeah just so happy to have him on here it was a great conversation it really was i had a lot of fun and i hope you guys enjoy it too here it is Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. It works. That's good. That's good news. That's a good start. Oh, yeah. This is the best start we've ever had. I know. Called and we're already like going. How cool is that? It's amazing. It only took uh, a year. Yeah? Year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well... First of all, I'm just gonna yeah, I'm just living in this good feeling right now. But uh, tell me about the stream tonight. You were just streaming on the the internet, the Twitch. Yeah. So on on Mondays, what I normally do is uh, just stream kind of behind the scenes. I stream a little bit of the work I would normally be doing when I'm not streaming, and I kind of put together my schedule for the week so it's a, a good way to um like get some interaction with the people that are watching and get their input on what they want to see throughout the week and try to put together like a framing for a theme for the week uh yeah just kind of uh instead of having to to spend that time all uh, off stream which i still spend a lot of time off stream uh but yeah spending that time and uh, having that interaction with the viewers uh, makes it kind of more interesting in my mind. Do you think that, well, how many weeks have you been doing that? Like, because you didn't always do the behind the scenes stuff, right? I, I definitely did not. So my, my first time to do that was last week. So this is week two. And do you think people find it interesting? I mean, I, I do, but I love behind the scenes. 
Uh, I don't know that I've I've done it enough to get a lot of feedback, and uh, since I wasn't streaming on this day before, not all the people that watch know that I was doing this, so um, that I haven't had much of a chance for feedback. Uh, but I I, I think uh, it's kind of breaking that fourth wall, and kind of helps to to make it a little bit more real. I in general I run into a lot of issues on on my streams, so. Uh, maybe it's par for the course to to break the fourth wall, but uh, yeah, it, it kind of breaks down that barriers and makes it to where it's like uh, hashing the, that those issues out even more on this this day um, that's dedicated to that. Uh, I think it's kind of a fun way for the the community to kind of see what all goes on um, as I'm trying to put things together during the week. See, I, I love that, and I've thought a lot about that for myself, but usually I end up thinking, like, oh, I'll, I'll just record these things that I'm doing, and then I'll make a video about it later, because right. when it's happening, I'm just like, I don't, I can't right now, and right. I mean, it's different, because I'm not, I'm not streaming on Twitch, and I guess I could, but it's, I get so overwhelmed by the problems that I'm like, I just gotta fix it, and then I don't, and I don't want anybody to see how awful this is right now, but but at the same time, I would love to see that, uh, like other people doing that because it is relatable. Like who doesn't get on the internet or try to do anything creative or different or, I mean, anything at all where you don't run into problems, especially with technology. Oh, for sure. Well, and uh, like even some of the people that, that I follow and watch on Twitch, I end up seeing them run into a host of issues as well. And I get you, you, uh, you feel for the person that's running into the issues, but you can tell that they, uh, they're impacted more by it. Uh, they have more problem, have more take more issue with the fact that they're having an issue. Uh, I used issue twice in that sentence for different meanings, and well, then you that's said the it a third time to use the English language. What, what, what did you say? And then you said it a third time while explaining that you said it twice. Oh yes, that, that is true. <laughs> uh, but I, I will uh, make one comment uh, about uh, that or to extend on that point. I've had uh, probably four or five people at this point comment about how much they enjoy my streams and how, how much fun they have in my streams. Uh, even on days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I had so many issues and oh, this is not going well. Things are really bad right now. And people are just like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. See, and that that's awesome. I think that's the approach that you should take and that I, I, I need to do more of that because that's the whole reason I, not the whole reason, but part of the reason of this podcast was just like to let go of things and just let it be whatever it is. And then I can be a perfectionist with other things because perfectionism can be like crippling. It can right. stop you from sure. doing anything. And I, I was reading some about it and just looking up definitions, even though I know what it is, but there was uh, this one mini article on psychcentral.com about uh, destructive perfectionism versus constructive perfectionism. Mm -hmm. So like perfectionism where you're trying to get something up to high standards versus high standards that are that become impossible standards. And I guess finding oh, out whatever okay. that line is, but I've struggled with that forever. Right. And 
man, it's hard to, it's hard though. Cause you get so caught up in it. You know, you want to do a, sure. the best job and you like, you see the details nobody else sees and you're like, nobody's allowed to see this before it's what it needs right. to be. But then it never ends up being what it needs to be ever. Well, and, and you know, the funny thing for, for me around that, like, uh, constructive versus destructive perfectionism, like I, I find myself at, at work, um, I am a software engineer and I find that I am always pushing people and I'm pushing myself to fail more and like not worry so much and make sure that you have things in place to protect you whenever you do make a mistake more, more than not making a mistake, making sure you have those safety nets to catch whenever you make a mistake right? and just go. Cause you learn so much more from your failures. And so I think that that's, uh, you, you still want to be able to learn and perfect your craft constructively. But I would say that I, as far as streaming, I think I'm on the other end of the spectrum, not completely off the rails, but more on the destructive perfectionism. Uh, it's, it's interesting to, to be the same person. It's still me, but I right. feel like I, I sit sometimes on both sides of that. I think that's good. I think, and it, it makes sense. Like I feel like for different projects, uh, you could be one or the other and like one suits this project better than this one. And I, I mean, I guess, yeah, this, this is what that is for me though, where I can just not care. But then again, I do, I still care too much, but that'll probably be, that's always going to be part of who I am, but I'm a, a creative and the, the outcome of a project is too important to me, but it's also been really important for me to learn when to let things go like if it's, right. if it's like um if it's affecting your mental health if you are like breaking down over it then right. uh, definitely it, too far it's like well what what yeah and most of the time it's like it's something that's probably wasn't that important anyway mm-hmm. you know and but that's probably always going to be there and then it's just like and it's probably good to have someone to keep you in check too or for me anyway, where somebody just says, you now you're acting crazy. You need to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Just come, come on. Take a step back and look at it. Is this really where you want to be? Like, I, I would ask you the question right now. Do you feel like your perfectionism has held you back from your goals on like um, being creative and like what you want to do with your content? Not so much now because I'm better. I'm better at letting things go. Um, I've taken a really long time to get like my space to where I want it, but I don't feel like it's, um, I, I don't feel like I'm to that point yet where there's not any real change. Like I'm making big changes and I see the changes and I'm still motivated. I'm still excited about it. So I don't see that issue yet. But in the past, for sure. I mean, even the movies that we worked on together, the short films, like I just could not let things go ever. How many times did we reshoot scenes like five or six different times? Yeah. I mean, there were a couple times because we lost footage or or just something didn't work out. But yeah, I I mean, I would look at things and it's like I I need to reshoot it. I need to re-edit it. I, I opened old projects that were technically done. I needed to redo it, but 
at that time, I didn't know that it was an issue. I just knew that I had that feeling that I had to do it. And I, right. didn't, I didn't know why. I mean, well, yeah, you've, uh, you've definitely learned since then. And I think, uh, as, as we started these projects or, uh, like creative outlets, I think we had discussed kind of some of these issues that we had run into with, with them before. Do you feel like, uh, talking that out and hashing that out had a big impact on you being able to accept where you were with your perfectionism? Like when we talked about it in the beginning? Yes. Um, as we started these. Yeah. I think talking about it with other people, with you, with other friends and with myself, like making it very clear what I wanted out of this and what I was going to allow myself to do that. Yeah. That helped a lot because anytime, especially for the podcast where I have too many people with too many opinions from the outside or, um, too many thoughts of my own that are negative. Then I'm like, Hey, Whoa, that, that wasn't the point of this. Like you're not supposed to overthink it. Like right, right now, if this, if this doesn't go well, I'm not going to let myself care too much. Cause I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be back next week and that's going to be fine. It'll probably be back. Yeah, exactly. And, and there, there are several times where, uh, we've, uh, completely failed on putting some of these together and, uh, and even uh, you've been on several of my uh, my streams. We we do our Saturday stream on Twitch. I think uh, we we had probably seven or eight times where it took us like an hour to set up uh, just to get our streams going. Yeah, uh, and I feel like we we've learned <laughs> we've learned from those mistakes and issues that we ran into before. And eventually it'll just be fun to do because you won't be dealing with the other issues. Right. And that's the other thing. Like there's so many problems that can come up just from setting things up that you don't want to, uh, just kill yourself over the details past that because then what, then you're just like, then it's another job. And you know, I would like to create for a living and if it's going to be miserable, then it's no different than what other job I would have anyway. It's the right. same thing if I'm not enjoying it. So I guess you got to find a balance too, though. I can't create terrible content and then, you know, expect people to want to watch it or pay for it or. Well, show I mean, up. I, I will say that uh, Ed Wood was very successful. That's true. But you got to be on the extreme. You got to be <laughs> really, really bad or you got to be really good. But, but that comes with time too. Cause you, I think, you know, what I can do now in five minutes is, uh, like it would take me days years ago when I started out. So it's like, that also just comes with time, like creating high quality content in a short amount of time. The, uh, well, the only way I to mean, do I that. I think something popped into my head right there that I don't think you were trying to get out at all, but I think it, it is something that is more interesting. How how big of an influence in this discussion do you think technology advancements play? So over the the time that you've been uh, having your creative outlet, you've you've uh, had to use editing uh, things that were non computers. They were separate editors. Oh yeah, uh, and it's <laughs> it's a lot harder to not be a perfectionist. 
I would say, whenever you your tools make it very difficult to make anything. That's uh, true. That's a good point. Yeah, because before, like, to make a change, it was such a bigger deal. Now I'm like, I can do it, so why won't I? Right? Like, I can go back in and change that thing. So you almost feel like you should, like you're obligated yeah. to. But you're well, not. that's like the the iteration cycle of learning from your failures is much quicker, and I would say that it's less demotivating if you only spent like an hour trying to set something up rather than spending like a week on trying to edit something together and then finding out that you did it completely wrong. Oh yeah, and having to start over. Yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, the what was that editor? I still have it in my room. The it was the VS five hundred, the Video Studio five hundred. Remember that with the yep. keyboard on it? Because it was and the, the different transitions it had. Yeah, and the different text and fonts that you could do for titles. And most people probably never heard of it. I don't even know if you could find it, but uh, it was you plug your camera into the Video Studio. And then you plug that into the VCR and then you'd overlay effects on what was being fed into that machine. And then you'd record it on the new VHS tape. And it was, to me, it was just incredible. It was like, we were professionals. We were working stuff out, but yeah, we, you had to like time everything out perfectly. Cause you, it, it wasn't, it wasn't computer editing. It was just like a, a box, which so much more difficult and you got one font did okay, i so go ahead sorry. did i tell you i sold that and then i i bought another one yes you you did tell me okay that. Like, i couldn't remember i think just recently you bought a, a new one right yeah it wasn't that well actually it might have been like a year or more but it was several years after i sold it Cause I just wanted to have it because it's such, I feel like it's such an important part of my, uh, progression as a, well, whatever I am like right. that's such a huge memory. And I was afraid that they just wouldn't be available anymore. So bought one on eBay and it was basically the same price as it was back then. Sorry. What were you going to say? Yeah. Oh, I, I was just gonna, gonna say like, uh, if you had to go back, um, and let's say shoot My Little Mascot uh, movie that we made at least two eons ago. Uh, if you had to go back and shoot it knowing what you know now about perfectionism, what would you have done differently? Uh, how would I have shot it differently? What Just in general, like what would you have done differently? Everything. I mean... I just Anything know- more specific. Well, I just know so much more now. So the way I would have approached the whole project would have been different. But I think right. I also probably would have. That's a tough one, though. I, I want to say I would have let it go earlier because right. really anything I work on these days, whether it was a week ago or it was two months ago, I already don't like it. And I know I want to change things about <laughs> it. So it's like it, right. it really has been eye opening for me just to see how quickly I'm not going to like things anyway. Cause I change so much and learn so much that I'm it's better just to let it go and be like, well, I didn't, I don't know about that. You know, you can't right. be proud of every project. It's just cause you, you can't put all your energy into everything. And most people don't care. Anyway, the people you're giving it to are going to be like, that's, a, that's incredible. 
that's the best thing I've ever seen. So, so I, I think, go ahead. Well, I was going to say if you, so let's say you get paid like a, a little bit for a project. It's not a lot. Should you put everything, all of yourself into that project for that small amount of money to give to somebody who you could really give 25% of effort, but give them everything they need. I mean, that sounds bad if somebody doesn't understand what that means, but you, you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. And and I think a a lot of people go that route. Um, To me, I'm all or nothing uh, whenever I'm working. Uh, So if I'm working on something that I'm not passionate about or not, I'll say intrinsically motivated towards where it doesn't even matter about what I'm getting paid, then it's zero. Like I just won't even, uh, won't even work on that project or whatever. Uh, I will say that there are things that I don't enjoy within my job, but, um, I understand the, um, the reasons for them, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Um, so maybe that that's different, but the, the general purpose of being at that job or doing that job, I think if I don't have that intrinsic motivation and passion for being there, then yeah, I, yeah, that's not something that me personally that I can do. No. And I get that. And I'm moving more towards that, which is why I don't, I, I will, I have to have some motivating factor. So it needs to be like, more money that makes a little bit of suffering worth it or uh, a project that I care about. But also not everyone can, can take that approach though. Right. I feel like some people aren't that, I don't want to say lucky cause you can kind of make your own luck in that way. Find something that you're really passionate right. about and do it. But I think a lot of people are stuck in jobs where it's, they hate them and like you have to figure out a way to get motivated or to do it. But because you don't right. care about it, it's just not going to be as good. The work's not going to be as good. No, it definitely not. Like, especially if there's any sort of creative or intellectual aspect to it, uh, intrinsic motivation like enhances the the creativity. Like, yeah, so much that it's so important. That's why, and it, like with creativity. Especially in, in with my full-time job, I, I like to call it forced creativity. Not right. not for all of it. I mean, some of it, like, it's exciting, it's different, it's interesting. But there are things that we have to create at work that, like, just nobody wants to do. It has to be right. done. You have to do it. Somebody asked for it. And it's just you can't make yourself make it good. Or not to you, I mean. You may hate it. They may love it. But if they want something that you don't like, then finding a way to get that done, that, that can be torture. Right. Yep. So forced creativity, which I hate. And that's why I think that's why this stuff is so important to me because this isn't forced at all. It's whatever I want to do. Well, uh, I was forced just so everybody listening knows. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had no option but to be here. <laughs> You may be able to tell by the quality of this that from Jay's side, this has been amazing. But from my <laughs> side, it's just, it's like the 25% effort. Uh, <laughs> See, you can put 25% effort in. I knew it. <laughs> I, 
Yeah, I I was lying this whole time. You know that thinking about that again though, like that twenty five percent effort. That's bad too though because I end up hating myself for it, or I'm right. like, sure. it's it's like uh maybe the twenty five percent is all I feel mentally or physically capable of, but then you feel like man I really want to be better than that, but I just don't like this. Oh, for sure. Like if. Uh, if you're in a state where you're not like performing at the level that you're used to, whether it's quality or quantity, because you're not motivated, it's even more de- demotivating to know that you're not operating up to what, what your normal level is. Oh yeah, for sure. I was, uh, you know, Gary V the entrepreneur. I do know. I do know. Gary. He had a, I don't know what video he was in. Cause he's got like thousands out, but, he was talking, maybe he was giving like a keynote somewhere, but somebody in the crowd was asking a question and they say, how, like, how do you get through the, the process? Because sometimes the process isn't fun and he cut him off and he goes, it is for me. So right. find, find a process you get excited about, find something that you get excited about. And I thought, I love that. I don't, I don't know that that's always true. I mean, you're always going to run into things that aren't fun, like setting up equipment. It's necessary, but it's also not fun. But I think the, the, what the bigger point, what he was trying to say was important to me that find something that you get excited about. Right. For sure. Well, and, and the fun part, is what comes after you set up right it, the motivating part is okay once i set this up and it's working i can do the podcast i can uh create the uh the best music uh i don't know riff that was ever created yeah, whatever it is that's true i guess it's like working out right like it's not always you don't feel good working out you feel good after you work out especially if you work right. out hard or if you go for a long run, it's like the su- you want the suffering because of what you get out of it, but like right. that's the that's what motivates you, right? Because you're working towards something, so you're excited but also suffering at the same time. You're excited at how much you're suffering. Yeah, you're like just into it. Have you ever been excited about suffering? I can't say that I. Have any time that's popping into my head right now, but you've been motivated to suffer. Yes, I have been motivated to suffer. I wouldn't say that I would be excited to suffer. Yeah, motivated is better, but that's also a weird phrase to say out loud. I'm just like <laughs> yeah. motivated to suffer right now. You know what? This, yeah. But I can think of a lot of things where I can say that of though, where I'm yeah, motivated no, I, to suffer for sure. This, this being mean, one the of them. Workout example is a. a a good example. Yeah. Every time I do something new in this uh, apartment slash television studio, I know that I'm not going to like doing it for at some point in the middle or towards the end. I'm just going to want it to be done, but I'm so motivated to do it that I, and I get so excited about it, about what it'll look like when it's done like that. That's what, that's what I love. Yeah. That's, why you're motivated to suffer yeah 
like tonight I was painting. I didn't feel like painting, but I'm like, oh, it's coming together. Oh, yeah. I actually hate painting now. I've painted so much stuff in here. And I just, I hate painting, but it's turned out so good. Yeah, you're motivated by the results, not by the the road. Yeah, but the that suffering makes it worth it. That's why I'm right. like, yeah, you can't. Yep. I don't even want to enjoy all the process, really. I I want the a little bit of the suffering to make it worth it. Yep. I want the road, but I also think that's you what want a bumpy roads. Yeah, I think that's what Gary Vee was sort of saying too. Though he he loves that struggle. He loves like right. working towards something. And if he ever got to where he wanted to go, he's like, I'm just gonna start something new because I just I love being in the process so I don't know I find him interesting yeah that, he's got a, a whole bunch of great content for sure you you were talking about how many different videos he has like yeah it, it's insane how much content he puts out and he seems to love what he does oh yeah I, I think you can tell but then I wonder because he loves what he does so much if he doesn't see that other people may never find that because I don't think everyone will right. find something that they, that they love to do as much as he loves to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. No, I I, I think some people do have a, a hard time finding their calling as well. So maybe even if there was something that that would be that motivating, then, yeah, doesn't mean that you're going to find it. And even for my dad, he didn't find that until later in life. It took him a long time to find the the thing that he was really motivated to get behind. What may, how did how did he find that though? Like was he actively searching for it? Or did, I, it just, did it just happen? I don't know for sure. You just know that he eventually found yeah. it. Right. Yeah, and I know that he struggled with lots of jobs until he found like what he was meant for and he was great at it and like yeah, really succeeded after he was able to find that one thing that clicked. Well, just you saying that he struggled through lots of jobs. I'm going to assume that he was always thinking about what he actually did want to do. Cause I, I can't imagine you'd find that unless you were, but that, I think that seems to be the thing that separates people who do find what they love and the ones that look at other people and wish that they could be that fulfilled, just looking for it and being willing to fail or to try something and not like it, but still being willing to try something else. Right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. I, think that makes I mean, it'd be like if you, you started streaming and you were like, I hate this. I thought I would like it, but I hate it. But then you do something else. You find something else that makes you happy. Find your fun. Yeah. There was a, I was reading this book on happiness years ago and one of the one of the tips was um, to not feel like you have to like things other people like. Yep. Cuz I I've done that. I don't think I do it much anymore. But you know other other people are into one show or they're into like a certain game and you feel like man, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I'm supposed to like that thing. And but you just don't. But you feel pressure to do that 
So then you watch the show or you play the game and you're like, I'm not having any fun, but I'm still doing it for some reason. Peer pressure just in general, I guess. Yeah. When's the last time you felt, when's the last time you gave in to peer pressure? Oh my goodness. Like real, real peer pressure. I don't even know if I have an answer for that. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would have it. Like, say no to drugs kind of peer pressure. Yeah. Well, you know, and the that, to me, the one about drugs or drinking, that always made me want to do it less. That always made me so angry. Because on my 21st birthday, you, well, you know the story, you were there. Right. Where my friend threw me the party. And yep. everyone I, had, I like, had beers there and like, drink it! Drink it right now! And I was like, I'd just rather not now. I have no interest in having any alcohol at all because everyone's looking at me. Everyone's expecting it. Everyone's waiting and they want me to be drunk. And I'm like, which you did drink after that. It was just during that situation. Yeah. I mean, I've like, you talking about that night I did? No, you didn't that night. No, no, no. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. After that, but I was like, I don't, I want it to be on my terms. I hate peer right. pressure of that kind. Right. And nobody was even being mean about it. I just didn't like that I was being told and expected to do something. I don't like being expected to do something that I don't really want to do. Yeah. No. For, in general, I've uh, found, for whatever reason, I'm the kind of person that uh, instead of typically, if uh, somebody goes into, a crowd of smokers, the expected responses that, uh, that person picks up a cigarette and starts smoking. Uh, the, the middle ground would be that somebody goes into a, a crowd of smokers and is able to have conversations with them or whatever. And like, doesn't start smoking, but the other people continue to smoke for whatever reason I found, uh, the, situations that i've been in it's been more like i walk into a crowd of smokers and everybody start stops smoking <laughs> like they feel bad which when I, why, that's the, the the part where i don't understand like uh for example like cursing like yeah. people cursing and like i'm not somebody that curses and so i'll go into do it right uh, now do it <laughs> crowd of people and like people will stop cursing and it's like i i think that they know that i'm a, a person that doesn't care like i'll be around people cursing and it doesn't bother me like i'm not like yeah not offended by it i just don't do it myself and so i don't know whether it's like either they respect me or, or they feel like that's a sign of respect i guess i don't know or they don't don't respect me and don't think I can handle it or I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but it seems like I've run into more cases where it's been almost opposite peer pressure. How do you think people should handle it though? Because if it were like drinking, because mm-hmm. typically somebody's either going to be like, what's your deal? Like, what do you think you're better than us? Cause you don't drink or, mm-hmm. yep. or they're going to want to know why, and be really nice about it, or they're just not going to drink around you. 
I wonder what what the best approach is. Do you just live? Uh, yeah. Live the way you live. I, I mean, I so I think that in general I try to just deal with myself and make my own decisions. I I find that the the weirdest situation that I get into is because I don't do some of those things. The the people if I go to a bar and I don't drink, but everybody else around me is drinking. Uh, the the situation that I seem to get into is where people feel like I'm judging them, and so they're judging me for judging them, even though I'm not judging them. Which it's some of the weirdest, like convoluted logic, I guess. We're where, like none of us uh, know what's happening right now. Yeah, it's like no, I'm not. I have no problem with you doing what you want to do. It's 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 your life as long as you're not uh, like drinking and driving or doing anything that is like impacting others if you're completely within yourself and you're just having a good time and like doing whatever you want to do and not hurting others hey you do you and i'll do me and yeah like i'm not judging you for doing what you want to do and like i i feel like there there are there are times where i'm being judged for judging people whenever i'm not judging so like Wait a second. Now, aren't you the person that's doing the judging? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just here. Let's all stop looking at each other and what we're doing. I'm, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, if I'm around other people who aren't drinking, I'm less likely to drink. I, I've just been, but that one, that one's a whole different story though. Cause I've just been around so much alcoholism that I'm just like, I'm more sensitive right, to exactly. it. Like I'd rather just whoever's in the room just to be as comfortable as, can be like i don't i don't want to make anybody feel weird so i may approach that differently than other people but yeah i'm the same way like whatever whatever anybody wants to do like just do it i don't as long as you're not hurting anybody i don't really care talk the way you want to talk you know people you know you do you you do you what a great phrase maybe that's what i'll title this episode you do you you do you that's Say that three times fast. You do, you do, you do. Sorry. You do, you, you do, you do, you do, you I feel like that was one word. Can you separate it for me? Okay. You do, you do, you do, you do, you Okay, that was worse, but it was a good try. It was a good try. Okay. Well, I tried my best, 25%. Wait, did you have a specific story about peer pressure, though? I did not. Okay. I don't think I did. Well, I... I, yeah. Well, I, I don't except have, for the like my last thing. example. So. Okay. Yeah. The, I, honestly, that one, like my twenty-first birthday party, is the one that sticks in my head the most. I can't. Yeah. I don't know. I guess as adults, so you don't get as beer pressured. Uh, I don't know that you have uh, as memorable peer pressure. That's true. I guess it happens maybe more subtly. But peer pressure yep. now is sometimes more like, "Come on, come hang out with us," and like. To me, that's fun peer pressure. I, I, I would say like corporate expectations and those kind of things are oh, that's, like more subtle. That's true. Pressure. That's that. Yeah. Because I, now I can think of more examples of just you feel obligated. Right. To do things maybe you shouldn't have to do. Yeah. And then then you know that they have your job in their hands though. So there's all these yeah. unspoken Words. 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 Word. 
Okay, um, so I think we have to wrap this up pretty soon. It's getting late, and I'm. Uh, are you tired? To drift off. I am. Like it's later where you are. I know. Than where I am. But yeah, like I. But I'm a night owl, and you're not. Running on. What? what if, but I'm a night owl, and you're not. That is true. What if I peer pressure you into staying on here for another three hours, and we see how long you we would, can take this? You would get the uh, well, even if you pressured me to stay on for another hour. I think you'd get the the same nick that you got uh, on the Vegas Strip that one day. Which one? Uh, do you remember that? Were you hungry? We're, no, <laughs> it was like it was like two in the morning or something like that. I want I want to say it was that late. Okay, was this the one we were where we were eighteen or when we were older? I think it was the like the first time we went one. there, or when it was like with Kyle. I want to say it was with Kyle. Okay. Where you just didn't want to be out. I was just tired. I was like falling asleep. And I was like walking around half asleep. And you're like, oh no, let's go farther. Let's go farther. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I, I'm I'm not even functioning. I can't brain. I can't do anything. And See, I just it just took for forever for me to understand that about you for whatever reason. Just because, yeah. you know. I did. What did I know when I was a kid? I'm just like, why is why is everyone else so tired? Why am I not tired? Like, That's you should be like me. Go 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 go. Yeah, you well, need yeah, to be exactly no, like I, me. I remember. Sorry, what was that? I was. I said you need to be exactly like me. That's right. No, I uh, I definitely remember explicitly um, those kind of road trips, and, and it's the the same thing for me now. Uh, no matter what time I go to sleep. My body always wakes me up at somewhere around like six o'clock. Yeah. And so on those road trips, you, you'd you'd want to stay up until really late um, and, <laughs> and like, sleep in. Want to go out and do things and go explore and look around the town. And it would be like two in the morning. Maybe it'd be two thirty by the time we would get home. And then I would wake up at six in the morning after we fell asleep at like two thirty. Yeah. And I couldn't get back to sleep, and I'd just be sitting there in the hotel room waiting for everybody to get up, not being able to sleep myself. And, See, I'm yeah. jealous of that problem, though. I wish that I woke up every day at the same time because I, I have a hard time getting up just like I have a hard time going to sleep. I, I have a really hard time, like, getting up, not as hard of a time waking up. Oh, like, you're awake, but, like, getting up and going is hard. Yeah, yeah, like, getting out of bed and, operating which is why i enjoy what i have right now which is being able to work from home in the mornings work from my bed not even having to get up i could just wake up and start working yeah that is nice and i can get motivated to actually get up and get around and get you're making work. everyone who's listening jealous right now i yeah i <laughs> it's it's the best setup that i've ever had i'm so happy i have it it's nice though i'm glad you have it because Oh yeah, I mean you worked for it, so it's a good thing. Yeah. Shouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah. I know you don't, but you shouldn't. Uh, um, well, now maybe well, I feel a little bit. About it. <laughs> it's like reminding you that you you shouldn't feel bad, which will maybe make you feel bad. But what I mean is, <laughs> don't feel bad. I, I just wanna, I just wanna make it seem like I don't <laughs> want you to feel bad, but I want you to feel a little bad. Yeah, I want you to think about it later and just not be able to sleep because you feel so bad. No, I don't. Well, think, I think it's awesome. I, uh, if I can't sleep, at least I know that I'll wake up at six. 
That's true. Well, plug your uh, plug your uh, your streamer channel there. My my streamer channel. Yeah, on the uh, Twitch. So yeah, I uh, I have my Twitch channel, which is uh, twitch.tv slash I've heard it both ways. Uh, that is with a Z at the end. I V E H E A R D I T B O T H W A Y Z. Man, <laughs> that is a really long uh, Twitch name, but it it comes from my favorite show, Sight. Uh, it's a a running uh, catchphrase uh, that is used quite often on that show, and uh, yeah, I've converted it over to my Twitch name. I like it. It's it's a good channel and it's growing and uh yeah it's fun. Uh, so it right now at least uh, I'm streaming seven days a week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at seven p.m. Pacific time, uh, seven a.m. Uh, Wednesday, Pacific time still, and then on weekends I'm streaming at uh, ten a.m. Pacific. With me, part of the time. That is right. On Saturdays, I've got Jay there. Uh, noon central yes because that works that, that actually works out great because saturday after not sleeping all week you know i gotta sleep in there you go yeah you got you get plenty of time well speaking of sleep you should go to sleep thanks for staying up late with me this is great and i'm glad to see that this uh setup works this really was our most successful anything probably so far yeah but, i mean this is the best thing that we've done in our life the, yeah yeah that's what that's that's I mean, this is this is really the pinnacle <laughs> it can't get any better than this yeah uh, it's all downhill from here but you know 20 years from now we can listen to this phone call and just remember how things used to be good yeah like reminisce about how we used to actually be able to to talk about giving as little effort as possible <laughs> yeah it's like man what is life you know that's right Okay, well, I'm going to go. talking to you. I'm just going to hang up on you here um, on the recorder and on the streamer thing. Okay, sounds so, good. All right, I will talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. It's always great to have Nick on the show. Like I said in the beginning, he's one of my best friends, and I assume we'll continue to be good friends into the future. I mean, he moved away, and we're still friends, and we still talk, and we still see each other, and um, I that means a lot to me. And so I'm sure we'll have him back on here, and we'll have other conversations like that, and it will be fun. Or not fun, but those are useful conversations too, right? Either way, it's going to be great. But I guess that's it. I don't know if I have any new information for you this week. I will be back next week. I will have a new episode. And hopefully you like it. But if you don't, that's okay too. But anyway, for now, if you like this episode, please let me know. If you hated this episode, please let me know. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Thank you so much for listening. Seriously, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>